0: and blessings, family. Welcome to Holy Algorithm. Um, You can probably hear from my voice that it is a little strained, and that's because 2020 has been filled with body challenges. Um, I have had, I don't know, flu, allergies, um, something going on, and so I have upped my vitamin nutrition regimen, but uh, been limiting the amount of broadcast, podcast, and talking as much as possible. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I got a couple of people inboxing me saying, you being quiet and you need to be talking. So um, I was like, okay, uh, what would I want to talk about? And um, well, today is Friday the 13th, one of my favorite days. Uh, so whether you're tuning in today or in the future, know that today is Friday the 13th. Um, we had an amazing full moon this week, and um, we are in the post-spin of retrograde. And if I didn't say it, this is Red Yes, um, Yeah, so I'm going to do my best with a... Uh, Uh, somewhat not as focused mind as I usually have. Uh, My clarity feels a little bit off, but I'm hoping I can hear spirit even better since my mind is um, not as strong. So I think today's topic, which doesn't really have a title yet, but I know what it's going to be about. It's going to be some sort of contrast about self-care and something that I guess might be called community care. And the reason that I thought about this topic was because we are in the beginnings of attempting to address uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, I believe is the technical name. And uh, it is in America, and we don't know how profoundly we will be impacted, but we are preparing. Most of us that have the financial means to are doing the best that we can to to make sure we have something if we get quarantined. But I think um, this podcast about community care was, Rising up in me uh, for the last couple of weeks, because I noticed certain behaviors um, and and don't get me wrong, like I'm not judging anybody here, and I understand you know you may have large families, you don't know what this is going to look like, but I got a little concerned when um, you know, I saw certain things like people amassing thousands of rolls of toilet paper um because I think what I was left with was, and who knows, this may be because I have a Caribbean uh, family, my creativity was like, well, if I run out of toilet paper, I guess I will be using you know, um, some sort of cloth that I will rinse out at every use. Um, but I think the big concern for me when I saw all of this hoarding was this idea of how do we take care of ourselves without forgetting other people? Or how do we care for ourselves while we also care for others? And this is a tough kind of conversation, um, especially spiritually, because I think many of us know that human beings struggle with practicing and embodying the idea of self-care. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are so outwardly driven, so externally driven and so because we learn to love others or do for others or be for others um, Almost better than we know how to do for ourselves you know self-care is hard and so you know when you are trying to empower people to practice self-care Uh, when you know the response from most people is self-care feels selfish. Um, Somehow it is about uh, sharing with people and mirroring with people that self-care is a beautiful thing. It is a healing thing. And it is also a pathway to understanding compassion, like the principle of compassion. And so what self-care does is it allows you to practice tenderness for yourself. But once you understand tenderness for yourself, you can actually practice tenderness with other people. Um, Self-care actually is a form of healing one's own self because when you are uh, directing your energy toward you, toward your healing, toward Feeling yourself in a in a new way, what it does is it allows for the resolution of past hurt, past trauma, and um, yeah, it's it's just it's a way of practicing compassion with you as the guinea pig, if you will. Um, but I guess this conversation wants to say yes, self care is beautiful. You should think about what you need you should um, or could um, focus the energy on um, what is it that I am looking to experience in this moment, but you can't just stop there. So, um, you know, this idea is that when you practice self-care, when you learn to treat yourself kindly, if it is an authentic vulnerable, um, healthy form of self-care, one would hope that it would be like a natural progression um, toward caring for others. Um, And so I guess how I see it is that you practice self-compassion, you heal to the extent that you can see that you really aren't separate from the world, you aren't Really um, alone, you really are connected. And so, in this connection, you begin to see this oneness. And then the oneness um, naturally says, Oh, this compassion that I've learned to give myself, you know, it makes sense to give that compassion to the community. Um, and so, what does it mean to uh, practice community compassion? It's a gift, right? Like, you start realizing that it is a gift. To be there for other people, it is um, it is this way of being in the world where you yourself are planting all these seeds of compassion, and so what happens is ultimately you have um, the law of reciprocity at play, which is um, you give unto others, and others give unto you, right, and so. I'm planting a seed, so every kind thing that I do to person A is a seed. So, you know, it's funny because you're not you're not doing it as a form of manipulation, right, which is I'm doing this to get something, but it's more like if I am being compassionate, if I am living in the world as a mirror for compassion, the compassion will come back to me. And so what's beautiful about community care is, It's limitless, right? Your community care could be you as a single person going out and, I don't know, volunteering at a place that needs volunteers. It could be two or three people getting together and, you know, mowing your neighbor's lawn. It could be dozens of people coming together to feed the homeless. It could be hundreds of people... Who create some sort of movement that impacts the world, and I think the other thing that's really beautiful is that it's not confined to just you know actions in the world. Community care can actually be digital. You know, I think when you have people who create podcasts, you know, for example, that empower people, that's a form of community care. When you um, discount your services. Online, So, for example, if you have, I don't know, an online class that's normally $99, but you decide to give it away uh, for one day for free or you charge 50% off to empower communities, that is a way to um, care for community. And so I saw a really uh, great article that talked about community care, and I love the definition, so I'm going to share it with you. And so how they define it is um, a care that provides a benefit to others. But what was amazing is that they say it's an interpersonal act of compassion. And so you begin to see that it's like this dynamic that is happening um, between one or more people. And and at the core of it is, is compassion in action. And so, you know, a lot of people go, well, how do how do I practice this? How do I show community care? And I think, you know, we overthink sometimes. It can be something as simple as texting people and checking in on them. like I know one of the things that I've been doing lately, now that I'm understanding the impact of community care, is I'm checking on people, right? Um, especially because I get really busy, and sometimes I have to be reminded, like, you know what? You do all this great work in the world, and people check on you. How about you check on them? And so just reaching out to people and you know, sending love and asking people how they're doing, um, so, yeah, simple. Just text people, right? Not when you need something, not when you want something um, or when you want to invite them to something because that's doing for you. But just really checking on people. Or if you know you're headed to uh, a store, you know, ask a person, do they need anything from that store? Um, that's one way. Um, You know, depending on where people are, you might just say, you know what, I don't know exactly what they need, but I know this person, and I'm just going to grab some groceries for them and just stop by and be like, here's some groceries. Um, You can volunteer to drop things off, like, hey, I made some chicken soup or I made apple pie, so I'm going to bring you some. Um, you could be at someone's house and just say, listen, I got the dishes, I'm doing the dishes tonight, thank you, the the meal was amazing. Um, you could also say to a friend that has a kid or two or three or five, like, hey, why don't you and your partner go to the movie, I'm going to watch your kids for, um, for a couple of hours. So it's just these kind, compassionate gestures saying, you know what I'm going to do for others Um, in a way that I would hope somebody would want to do for me. And I thought the other part of the article that was really amazing is this idea that it's about being there for people without them having to ask. Because I know sometimes, um, you know, we have these great relationships that that are trusting and intimate. And so people, they feel comfortable in asking us, hey, can you help me do this or do you mind doing that? But what's essential about this is being there without people having to ask. And I think that's very hard because many of us, we're so busy, we're so overwhelmed with life, we're so trying to make it happen that we don't really have time to think about those people out there, right, that are not in my home, that are not in my immediate purview. Like, I just can't see them and I can't see what they need. But I think that is the beauty of this compassion is that, you know, this idea of not just, you know, the compassion definition to suffer with, but it's also to thrive with, to um, empower with, to grow with. And so I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's about being present to the people in your world. And um, allowing yourself, you know, this is my favorite favorite quote. I don't know if I made it up, but I'm claiming it as my own. But you know, just being that soft place to fall for people, and so you know, that's sort of the one-on-one interpersonal relationship. Um, But one of the things that I also liked about this idea of community care is that while the random acts of kindness are amazing and awesome. There's something very powerful when you become intentional and structured in these acts of care And so what that means is you know looking beyond your own comfort, your own um, schedule and saying how can I create something in the world that is um, you know regular for people, not just random so you know weekly monthly groups. Um, are one way to do that, Um, you know, so you could create support groups, uh, book clubs, uh, health and wellness um, support mechanisms, exercise stuff, uh, meditation, yoga, just these spaces of regularity where people know, like, every Tuesday or every 15th of the month or, you know, every second Saturday, we are doing this. We are committed to empowering this community in this way. The other thing that I thought, um, you know, and I saw this when I went to Israel, these community living spaces, I think that they are amazing because it helps with childcare, It helps with cooking. It helps with maintaining spaces. It's um, financially beneficial to the people who live in the community space. So we don't seem to do that a lot in America, but I would think that could be something that we take on in our future if we want to shift how we are. You know, um, I was reading something the other day that um, I don't remember the particular ethnic group, but what they were saying is how these communities are able to be so entrepreneurial is that they create like a group of 10 people, and every week, I guess, they put in a certain amount of money, and um, then everybody gets to pick from the pool. And so it's like $100,000 every pool. And so it it reminded me of something when I was younger. It's called susu, I think. Um, but this idea that we come together in community, caring for each other economically, and how we do that is we pool our resources so that every person can have a business, every person can have a home. And so, you know, what a powerful way to practice community care. And the other thing I thought was awesome in this article that I read is that we often say we don't know how to shift the life. Um, of those who are considered marginalized, and you know this whole idea that community care um, is each of us being responsible and accountable uh, to a group. You know this is a perfect way to empower marginalized communities, right? So whether it's um, privileged communities coming together to do food support, whether it's um, women coming together to provide emotional uh, support for those experiencing domestic violence, helping them get out, helping them uh, create a new life, whether it's folks coming together and sharing the wisdom of parenting to new parents. And I know when I was reading something the other day about postpartum depression, they were actually saying that women who receive support from other women around, like, hey, I've been there, like, I know what this feels like, it's a way to sort of heal that transition, right? And so, you know, this idea is that even those who are quote unquote the least of these, those who are suffering, I think suffering um, is lessened, it is minimized, it is healed, transformed, um, when you can bring people together and say, um, we're about that community care. And so, in closing, I just wanted to talk about, like, how important, and I probably have touched on some of this already, but how does community care change lives? Like, Why is it such a powerful paradigm to consider? Well, the first thing is that if we look around our world, um, even with social media and the millions and the billions and us being able to access and tap into so many resources, in a sense, we are more isolated than we have ever been. And so what community care does is sort of pull people out of their isolation because they, they have to move into the world. Uh, the other thing is that they definitely know that when you have um, people coming together, the energy, it must be just the exchange, the touch, the laughter, the joy, it actually improves people's well-being. And there's actually evidence that you know it helps you live longer. The other thing that was interesting is that when I was studying this topic, what really surprised me is that when they were talking about the different ways to define friendship, right? It turns out that many people have zero friends. And like, I was heartbroken to hear that. Like, I know that people have lots of associates. Um, People go to work every day and they, you know, might even go out to dinner in the bar and all that. But this idea of, once again, my favorite term, soft places to fall, where there's intimacy and openness and vulnerability and being totally naked um, with another person. like If that is one kind of definition, a lot of people don't have that. And so what these spaces do uh, is it allows people to come and um, form uh relationships that they might not have in their day-to-day lives and so hence what that does is it provides um healing and so the other thing too is that if we look at some of these groups right whether it's health and wellness or yoga or uh book circles it it allows a sense of community to develop and so what's beautiful about community is that community is validating, right? It's empowering. It allows people to enter spaces within themselves uh, so that they they can become uh, more resilient. And so it is really just a powerful space that does so much more than we realize. Um, And then lastly, you know, I'm thinking a lot about capitalism because it's part of our current political conversation. And, you know, I am a five-star person. I love fancy hotels, and I like nice stuff. And so I think part of me is um, capitalistic to a certain perspective. But I also um, look at the impact of capitalism and, capitalism and how uh, so many people suffer, uh, how so many people go without... Um, And so you think about capitalism and its structures and its impact, and you think, um, you know, the buzzword that's going around this democratic socialism. And I think what that means, at least for me, is this idea that, you know, on one hand, you'll never have people who have these obscene amounts of wealth while there are people who have nothing, right? This idea that there's certain basic things that everybody should have. And so as I'm thinking about that, right, like this is not the the podcast of the day, but I'm thinking about capitalism. And one of the things that I realize is that when we live in a culture where everything is profit-driven, you know, self-care fits right in, right? Because I can say I'm an advocate of self-care and still charge you you know, $100 for a massage. Um, I can say self-care is amazing and still say, yes, this meditation class is $50 per person. So there's nothing antithetical about capitalism and self-care, but I do think what's cutting edge is community care because, at least at this current juncture, community care is free, right? And so it's a new paradigm and it's an ancient paradigm because it's this idea that we come together and we share and support one another and we empower one another and it don't cost a damn thing. And so I think that's probably one of the reasons that it's very hard for us to be community focused, right? Because it gets us out of our head and into our heart I can't run into a supermarket and take every last roll of toilet paper when I'm practicing community care. I can easily do it when I'm practicing self-care because I need it, my people need it, my friends need it, but community care um, expands us, right? It has us thinking about other people in a different way um, because it's almost as if your comfort... Your survival, um, your ability to find peace is directly connected to mine. And so that's what I got. Thank you for uh, tuning in and thank you for being patient. I know a couple of you have been like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Because I have been... um, practicing community care differently. I'm also practicing self-care in a a whole new way. And so I'm only doing the things that feel good to my being, and um, I trust that the universe has got everybody so I don't have to go crazy getting uh, content out, because you know what, if I don't, somebody else will and um, everyone will just be fine. And so that's what I got, peace, love, and light. Feel free to share this podcast with other people. And uh, if you want to find me in different spaces, I am on Facebook mostly with uh, Rev Rain, Holy Algorithm, Writers Rain, Arisha Rain. I think there's a rain concept happening there. Um, So yes, I look forward to uh, being with you whenever the next podcast is up. But in the meantime, in between time, please do uh, care for yourself. Please do wash your hands. And be gentle with yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself with all the crazy media sensationalism. We know something is coming, we know it's going to impact people. Be wise, follow your uh, intuitive instinct. And, um, you know, reach out to people, even if it's not, you know, breathing someone's air. Text, use technology. I have been FaceTiming people and Facebook messengering people. And it's beautiful just to see people's faces. Um, And lastly, what I want to say in the context of community care and support, there are a lot of people who um, don't have employment that is traditional. Right? They sell art. They make music. um, They do counseling. Um, they do podcasts, hint, hint, right? So support these people. And it doesn't just have to be financial. It could be reposting. It could be sharing with a friend who's looking for something. Say, hey, my friend does that. It's you know buying a $10 piece of art that you might not have thought about. But um, let's hold each other down and practice community care. Um, Not just until this is over. Like, let's just think about caring for each other in another way. And so that's it. Really, this time, it really is it. I am Revrain. This is Holy Algorithm. And I'll check you next time.